Well, as they're taking the offering, I'm just going to say th the reason we even know what we know is because of people like this who graduated from Raymond who teach us. That's why I stick with what I stick with, the word of faith. <laughs> Amen. So as soon as we're finished, I'm just going to have you rise again and just give our speaker a great big God bless you welcome. <laughs> Amen. Thank so you, let's do it. Yeah. Amen. It's so, okay. Yay, thank you, Lord. <laughs> well, praise the Lord, everybody. You're blessed tonight. Yeah. All right, you can, you can be seated. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. <clears throat> Brother John, you busy with something else right now? Come on back up here, man. Hallelujah. Go sing something else for a little bit, okay? Thank you. Praise Him. <clears throat> Is that okay? Appreciate it. I'll, I'll explain how come after a bit. Oh, uh -huh. 
praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah. Glory and honor and praise. Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Praise him, praise him, praise him. Thank you, Father. Glory to God, glory to God. Thank you, Father. Glory to Bless God. his name forever. Glory, 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 glory. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Hallelujah. Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We worship you. You alone are worthy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Praise him. You can be seated, everybody. Blessed be God. Well, it's good to be in the presence of the Lord, isn't it? Thank you. Uh, thank you, worship leaders, all of you. Appreciate it. Haven't they done a wonderful job this weekend leading us? Amen. And uh, I, I appreciate their hearts. I appreciate their skill. Amen. Hallelujah. Um. <clears throat> You know, I had them get back up there, and I'm going to, I'm just going to teach you some things, help you with some things if I can, because my ministry office works a little bit differently, and I'm, I wouldn't say this, actually, if you weren't going to have um, Dr. Jacobs in a couple weeks who has a similar office, and so the office that he stands in the office of a prophet, I stand in that same office when I'm ministering. I also have a teaching office. Sometimes they combine. A lot of times they combine. And so uh, one of the things about that office is it's very inspirational, yeah. meaning that, uh, you know, I went to study this afternoon, and this, now this, is, this will sound very uh, strange maybe to a, to a pastor or, or just as somebody who only teaches. I couldn't study this afternoon. So I, you know, watched some videos of a motorcycle I want to get on the internet, and, <laughs> but, but really spent several hours praying in the spirit is what I did. But I couldn't study because it's, if I do, I'll get, I'll get scriptures and directions in me. That's not necessarily what God wants to do. And so uh, when I come in, I need to step right into the anointing. And just, which is why I want you to know, I, I don't, I, a lot of times, some of the ushers will know, I'll stay outside in the hallway during most of the service, or during the, the preliminary part of the service. It's not that I don't like the worship. I want you to understand that. I'm not trying, it's not that I don't like it, it's I need to be in my heart, and then, and then I can't just sit through preliminaries, even offerings, you did, I mean, uh, brother, you did a good job, but for me, I can't just step into what I have, because I don't know what I have, all I have is, all I have is God, and if there's not a flow for me, then, then I have to have some help getting back into that flow, which is what they just did, so so I want you to, just to understand that there's different, it's not anything uh, wrong, but you, you want to cater to, to the particular offices. Uh, you, you all here know, I believe you know who Pastor Nancy Dufresne is. And uh, we're so thankful for what we call live stream. Aren't you thankful? Because I don't have to see if any, like when she's right now, Pastor Nancy Dufresne is right now, uh, just finished up this morning. I think uh, about a two-week tour preaching, and almost all of her services were live streamed. That means I didn't have to find anything on Netflix right. or anywhere else, yeah. Yeah. and I had something to watch that yeah. not only not only was entered. How many know the word and the things of God are entertaining? Yeah. Yeah. 
in their own way. Not, not entertaining to your, just to your soul, but they feed you in your spirit too, you know. So, so, you know, just watching that. But I'll tell you what, she went to a lot of churches that she'd never been to before. And just one thing I noticed, not so much a criticism because if people haven't been taught, how do you expect them to know? And not a lot of folk will, will say things. And I'm saying it in, with all respect and all love. I'm not mad at anybody. But some of these churches did not cater or accommodate her office. Well, you know one reason why? They probably don't even know about her office. She stands in a prophetic office as well. I don't mean to imply that every third person on the planet does. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's not the case. But, uh, but there are some that do, and then different degrees and different flavors, if I can use the ice cream analogy, you know. There's different flavors of different offices. And so you might see my ministry and say, well, that just, that doesn't look like what I think something looks like. And I'm not trying to exalt me or because it's not me. I'll tell you what, my, my ministry office blows me away with what it does. And it's not me. And it scares me because I'll, I'll try to prepare. Like I said, I'll try to, this afternoon. I had, I'm like, I've got hours. I can, I can really get part three of this message and we'll have a series and, you know, the teacher in me loves a series. And I went, to, I went to meditate in the Word, and it's like, just put it down. Just get in your heart. Just stay in your heart. And let me draw out what you will when I come. Well, you have to have an, an environment where you can do that. Right? So Dr. Jacobs also, he, he stands, didn't used to. He used to, he used to be a teacher, 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 pastor. I mean, teach teach so much that he'd just like, you know, you'd, you'd have an indentation in your seat for as long as you'd be there when he'd teach, you know. Like, never a sermon with less than 20 scriptures, if you've ever heard him minister. And I love him. He's a dear, he's a dear man, and I, I wouldn't say we're personal friends, but uh, we know each other, of course. And I, I, I esteem his, I like his ministry. I've been watching him online, too. <laughs> Praise God. So what you want to do, and, and what, so I started to say this, so these churches are not catering to Pastor Nancy's ministry. So no, so you feel like you, ha you pray for a couple hours and then sitting in the service, you feel like you need to go leave and pray for a couple hours again before you get up to minister. And what you don't want is for the minister to be standing there saying, Lord, please let the rapture occur now because it left me like a bird flying away. You don't want that. And now this church is very easy, in my opinion, this church is easy to minister in, really. Cause, and that, that, uh, that speaks to how you've been ministered to. And the flow that's here, it's, that's easy. That's easy. But there's other, there's other flows and other giftings and other offices that you want to learn about so that you can gear things toward the anointing. So let me just give you an example, not from here, but from just uh, what, I, what I see in Pastor Nancy's ministry. Here's what you don't do. You don't spend the anointing that's there for the guest minister by having your whole, uh, your whole service before the service. And I see that all the time. There's, you got visitors in some cases. You got a packed house. You have heightened anticipation. Why? Because we're going to hear somebody that's not the pastor. Actually, that's wrong thinking. Yeah. You, ought, you ought to be more excited. Am I okay saying some of these things? Yes. This, I hope this is all right. I know that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> anyhow, you do have heightened anticipation, and I get it. I get it. All I'm going to do, truthfully, all I'm going to do is come in and tell you what your pastor's been telling you for 25 years. But you're excited because it's somebody different. So then you'll say, Pastor, did you hear what he said? And she's like, I've been telling you. I've been telling you that same thing for 10, 15, 20 years. But, but listen, I know it. Listen, I don't know if a prophet's not without honor except in his own hometown. Then the pastor's going to not be without honor sometimes. But that's on you. That's on you to make sure that honor stays up. Anyhow, anyhow, back to my story. You have a heightened sense of, oh, God's going to move. We have a guest minister. And you, the anointing is maybe more palpable, more tangible. And the pastor gets up and starts flowing. And, man, let's sing another one. And let's just have a Holy Ghost blowout service because the anointing is just here and this is what God wants to do. Why did you invite that individual in if you're going to just do it all? So another story. I got to tell you this one. This is great. And, and the, uh, the names are all changed to protect the innocent. So uh, I was watching a service with Dr. Dufresne. So obviously it was almost 10 years ago, nine years ago or longer. Um, but it was live stream, so we had that at least. So I was watching the service with Dr. Dufresne, and I mean, the pastor just got up and did it all. You know what I mean? Pro- prayed, preached, prophesied, cast out devils, healed the sick, didn't raise the dead, but almost. And then said, okay, we're, we're so excited to have our guest minister, Dr. Ed Dufresne here. <laughs> and Dr. Dufresne just got up and said, I don't know what you expect me to do because you have done it all. Already now, he's bold enough. I wouldn't be that bold. Would you be that bold? No, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be bold. <laughs> the things that happen in church. Praise the Lord. Was that him, or were you? Did you initiate it? All I saw was you playing with the ball. Was it you? If you don't stop that, I'm going to keep you in that corner all, the, all the time, not let you out. <clears throat> He's in the penalty box on this side. So, yeah, the Dr. Dufresne, he did. He got up. I kid you not. He got up and said, I don't know what you expect me to do. You've done it all already. And everyone just went, oh, ha, 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 ha. He's joking. But he wasn't joking because they didn't prepare anything for him to step into. Um, Actually, there was plenty for him to step into. You know why? He was there. And his anointing is what contributed actually to that higher flow. The fact, but somebody got, people will get up. Sometimes it's the worship leader. Sometimes it's uh, other people. They'll get up and they'll sense what's there. And they'll say, ooh, I like it. It's the way Pastor Nancy Dufresne said it is this. It's not yours to spend. Said you can help load the gun, but don't you, it's not your trigger to pull. So these are all, these are all uh, skill sets in flowing with God. And number one of them is, hey, recognize what kind of service we're having. Not every service is the same. There's things that belong to a congregational church service where it's just the, the pastors there, where it's just your normal people. There are things that belong to that kind of service. 
that really you should cut out for other kinds of services. It's not necessary. Huh? Uh, there's churches that do these long confessions, and if you do that, that's maybe you do that normally, or whatever. They say, well, let's read what we're believing about this and what we're believing about this. That's fine to do that kind of stuff, but is it fine to do when somebody's, uh, somebody's come with an inspirational gift and needing to just step into something and then go through this? I'm not saying don't make... Sunday morning, hey, hey, we understand. Sunday morning, you got to take care of church business. you got church family there that you only see something from once a month. I'm sorry, not here in Fremont, but in Colorado. I just told, you know, I've just, I, Pastor mentioned we lead it, we do lead a church there, but um, I, when I say I lead it, that would be very loose. My wife is in leadership by the direction of the Lord there, and I show up and I'll play piano and help on the setup crew and tear down crew. I don't, I don't even greet the visitors because my, my gift will repel people. <laughs> if you put me in a pastoral role, now I can, when it's right, every, maybe every uh, other month or so, she'll say, can you minister? Or, do you ha or sometimes she'll say, I have nothing, and I've been studying all week, and I don't have it. Anybody have been there? Those of you that preach? Huh? And uh, sometimes I'll check my heart, and I'll say, yeah, I do. Just the night before. And a lot of times, by the time... By the time we get to that conversation, I'm tired already. So I'll go to sleep and I'll, and I'll, I'll get it in the morning. Amen. I couldn't do that when I stood in the pastor's office. Wow. I couldn't do that. I, I, it, I would study my Sunday message and my Wednesday. I would study for many hours yeah. getting that outline. And get the, I have a different office now. It's a different gift. Yeah. I can have 10 minutes notice or less and preach the best sermon of my life. Yeah. And I go away thinking... Man, that gift is amazing. It sure isn't me, though, because I can't do I couldn't tell you what I preached. People, we're, we sit at dinner, and sometimes uh, I think one of them said, you, you said such and such. I said, oh, did I? <laughs> Don't even remember what I said sometimes. You know, but I go back. That's why I go back and listen to things. So different. Everybody say gifts differing. That's how 1 Corinthians 12 said. I don't remember the verse. But 1 Corinthians 12 says, having gifts differing. Meaning there's, there's not only different ministry office gifts, but there's different giftings that all of us have. Right? right? So there's not just one type of service. Like I started to say, what would be appropriate for a service maybe when it's just church family. How many know that's not always what's appropriate for a service when you have a lot of visitors in the church? Um, sometimes Sunday morning, now in our day, if you're going to have visitors, a lot of times it's Sunday morning, right. isn't yeah. it? Is that the way it works here? Um, and so there's, there's things that are, that are even probably not appropriate for Sunday morning when there's visitors there, things that you, that would be appropriate when there's not. Now that trips some people up and, uh, that, that they might say, well, you're, you're compromising. I just believe in having a move of God in every service. Yes. Well, you, you misunderstand all the, uh, what a move of God is. You, you, you are deleting some of the variety of the move of God. And every service, God will cater it or tweak it or modify it to meet people who are there at the level they're at. 
if you'll notice, if I don't know if you thought about it, paid attention, maybe you didn't. I think about these things. I'm kind of a nerd geek. I'm a ministry geek. <laughs> think about these things. Last night's, last night's flow, very different from this morning. Did you notice? And I had the sense of it because last night was more of a mm, 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 mm. preach it, preach it, preach it, preach it, preach it. And then I just knew this morning before I ever got here, I just knew it's going to be low and slow. You know what I mean by low and slow? Just, just, just kind of low and slow. Because there's people that were probably here this morning. That was probably the only time they're here. Not criticizing them. Right? right? But you know, I say I'm not criticizing them. I could. They're not here, right? So, here's, here's how it works. Here's the law. You ready for it? Can I lay it on you? Your pastor won't talk about you as long as you're here. But once you leave, you're fair game to be a sermon illustration. Maybe you don't work that way, but that's how we, I'll tell the people, as long as you're here, you're not going to be a sermon illustration. Not going to share about your problems, not going to talk about your issues. But the second you leave, I won't mention it by name, but I'll tell all your stuff. It's kind of like Christian blackmail. Mafia ministry. Which I probably shouldn't joke about because I've been accused of it. Anyhow, which is why I let my wife handle the pastoring. I started to say, she, she'll have me preach once every, once every couple of weeks, and I can step in, by the, grace of, by the grace of God, I can step into that pastor and preach a good pastoral message, and then I step right out of it so that I don't drive people away. <laughs> because, you know, certain offices, and the Bible talks about prophetic offices, they uproot. They'll pull out what needs to be pulled out. Whereas pastors are more planters. They're putting stuff in. And you got to be careful. Listen, every time I... Did you ever have Dr. Dufresne here at the church? Yeah. Every time he came to my church, people left my church. I mean, <laughs> did it happen here too? But the deposits that he left... And you might, you might say, well, what was wrong with him? He was being true to his office. And people who, who weren't, people who have to understand everything mentally before they'll accept or to go with it, it, not everything computed. Join the club. I know. I know. I've been there. And so, so uh, you would, those, kind, those kinds of people would leave. Not our faithful people. Not our core people. I'm talking about the ones who were, the Sunday morning ones who we got them to come to the meeting. I, I finally didn't you know, didn't push so hard for everybody to come. <laughs> you, you think you would. You know, we're having a, we're having a, we're having a guest minister. We're having somebody of Dr. Dufresne's stature. I'm talking about the first church I pastored in, in our church. And uh, you want everybody, I, I want you all to come. And then after a couple of times, I'm thinking maybe, maybe we don't want them all to come all the time. <laughs> yeah. You might say, well, that's, that's not, if it was God, nobody would leave. Friends, friends, listen. Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Our sweet Lord Jesus. Said some things. Around John chapter 6. 
Maybe it was John. I think it was John chapter six. He said some things, and it didn't compute unless you eat my flesh, drink my. You ever you ever hear it? You have no part of me. And the Bible says that many of his disciples, many, everyone say many. many. Many of his disciples followed him no more. And so he turns to Peter and said, y'all going to go too? You ever feel like that as a minister? You know, when you have stuff, when you have stuff going on, you're like, this would be a good time for all y'all to just go do your thing. Just do it. This would be a great time. Just do it. Sell the building, get an RV, and just go around. Yeah, just <laughs> follow Pastor Nancy around the country. Whatever, you know what I mean. Just go to meetings. <laughs> no, Peter had Peter had enough heart about him. Now, how many know Peter didn't get everything right? But he had enough heart about him to where Peter says, "Where are we going to go? Because you have life-giving words, the words of life." You have life-producing words. It's amazing, isn't it, that people could have been with Jesus all the time and not recognize the impartations that were in his words, the, not recognize that which was, which was being delivered. How many know if it could happen then with Jesus ministering? You know it could happen now with your pastor ministering? There's different ministries. There's different offices. All of them, your pastor's office, her, her place that she stands in. When I say an office, what, what are we talking about? Not a physical room. I'm not talking about the room down the hall on the left. We're talk, the, what the Bible calls it offices, but it's an anointing, the supernatural. Can you say that word with me? Supernatural. The supernatural ability to minister. And that we call it an office. It's a, it's a divinely appointed place of service. And if you didn't know it, it's actually part of Jesus' gift himself. It, it is. It's a distribution of part of Christ's office. Yes. You're, it, listen, what, what was it about Jesus that everybody loved? His personality? No, no. no not everybody loved him. What is it that you and I love about him? The results, right? The words, the results. And what was that? What was that a product of? That wasn't, had nothing to do with his personality. Had nothing to do with charisma, what we would call charm. Hmm? It wasn't his communication style, although he managed to connect with people. Yes, he did. What was it? The anointing. The anointing. Do you know what Ephesians 4, 7 says? Dun, 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 uh, dun, uh, uh. Go ahead and throw it up there, but Ephesians 4, 4, 4 7. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift 
of Christ. Do you have, does he have other translations? Do you have the ESV? See if you have the ESV. You doing good, everybody? Praise the Lord. We're in church tonight. Oh, man. Bummer. Well, you know what? I have it. Never mind. I can quote it. <laughs> but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. Christ's gift. Christ. Talking in this case about Jesus when he was on the earth. Every one of us have grace and it's a measure. It's part of his gift. Meaning the exact same anointing that was on him to pastor. A measure of that exact anointing that was on him. On your pastor. It's not, it's not a junior. Uh, it's, it's not a stripped down. Yes, Jesus had every... He had it in its fullness. Meaning that... Uh, meaning that... You, you understand, you can get two pastors today, they're not going to be just exactly alike, right? And, and even their anointing is not going to be exactly alike. You have, a, you have equipment that another pastor might not have just exactly that same equipment, but there will be equipment that's, that you do have that every pastor has. Common, there's common equipment, and then there's more specialized equipment. The anointing that she has to stand in the office of a pastor is not any different than the anointing that Jesus had as the good shepherd. It's a measure of Christ's gift. A measure of, of Christ's gift. The very same one. He didn't have a better version of it. Than what your pastor has. Right. Come on. Come on. Now, whereas your pastor might have uh, certain equipment that another pastor doesn't, well, Jesus would have had it all. Yeah. Everything working. Yeah. Right. We understand. And not only that, he had all of what we call five of the fivefold offices apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Those are all anointings. And you. Need all of them. Why don't, you, why don't you turn to Ephesians, the fourth chapter, can you? Today, is this all right? I worked hard on this message. What, oh, you found it? Okay, no, no, we, 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 he worked so hard on that. Get that back up there. Get that back up there. Do you see it? I quoted it close, didn't I? But grace was given to each one of us. Each. Each. You mean, you mean not just the pastor? You mean not just the, the teacher? Each one of does it say each one of us? Do we believe the Bible like it was said, or do we put our mental interpretation on it? Each of us have grace according to the measure of, of Christ's gift. Each of us has a measure of what was on Jesus. That's the reason. And of course, those who stand in places of ministry, fivefold offices, those have a measure of 
those same offices as they were on Christ. Hope we're not confusing you. That's, you understand, this is amazing. That's amazing. What the ministry of Jesus did not leave when he left. That's why he said, it's better if I go away. For if I don't go away, the, the comforter won't come. The other one won't come. The spirit won't come. And when he comes, you know, Jesus listed in John 14, 15, 16, all the different things that the spirit would do. But this is one of the things he does. He distributes his giftings and his graces through his body. And it's amazing. And we think, well, I'm just, I'm just struggling to be just a, you know, just a little fingernail in the body of Christ. And I'm the worst excuse for a pastor that there was. Renew our minds, we must. Amen. And that's, that's the reason, see, God taught, taught me. Remember what I said earlier in the service? God's taught me to, to when I think of my ministry office, I, it amazes me. But I've trained myself to realize because there's a whole lot of times where I think I'm not, I, 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 I'm not even in the same class as I hear my wife preach. And I think she's so far past me in terms of, you know, you ever feel that way when you hear somebody minister? You, you feel like I just, I just, I'm like a wrecking ball and, and it's, somebody else is like a surgeon. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, I mean, a case, case in point, first time I heard Pastor Nancy Dufresne preach, I leaned over to my wife. I said, that's not fair. That's what I said to her. I said, that's not fair. Why does she get that? And I, I'm left with what I have. That's, that's an unrenewed mind regarding spiritual things. And I sought God, and actually I got, I heard her a bunch of times, and every time I felt the same way. And I finally, I finally got, yeah, you too? Okay. So we're both bowling on the same lane tonight, right? So, I mean, I finally talked to God about it. And you know what he said to me, Pastor? He said, if you'll go the same place she goes, you can get the same thing she gets. Oh, come on. Come on. Do you want me to say it again for you? If you'll go the same place she goes, you can get the same thing she has. <laughs> Where does she go? She would get in the spirit and get revelation, meditate on the word. Well, I did that to a degree. To a degree. Didn't really give myself to it like I should, you know. <laughs> so I hear, and, and you know, I have, I have another friend. Oh my goodness. What is it with these women preachers? We talked about that earlier uh, at lunch today. But I have another friend. Her name is Annie Durant. Do you, any of you guys know? I hear her preach, and I'm like, just that's not even right. That's not even right to, to have that degree of revelation. And a healing anointing that can get people healed that don't want to be healed. And when I, hear, when I hear her minister, when I hear Pastor Nancy minister, sometimes my wife minister, I'll sit there and go, well, I wish I could do that. I've been preaching for 30 years. I've been preaching for like a, a while. 
and I'm sitting there still, still, I will sit there and think, wish I could do that. And God will remind me, dummy, when you're under the anointing, standing in that place, you can do that, and you've done that. But when you're not under it, when, you're, when, when, when that's not upon you for that at the moment, you honestly think, how are they doing that? How are they doing that? How am I doing what I'm doing right now? I didn't plan and any of it, any of it. I wanted to finish my special series on overcoming. But you got enough of it, didn't you? I mean, you know what I mean. I mean, you got you you got the essence of it. Hallelujah. So the we call it Hustanger Mona and Rain Land on most pants pegora same batsataku frafigastasada for the different flows that originate with the Spirit of God are like rivers. Then you go down one way and you go to a certain part of the river. And then you take another part of the river and you go to another part of the river. But all the, all the parts of the river are necessary. All the parts are good and all bring the flow of the supernatural. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's what I said in tongues. We need the variety of the things of God. And as congregations, we need to learn to have skill in who who are we having? What kind of minister? What kind of ministry is this? And and how can we appropriately prepare, cater to it? Amen. So I started to tell you. Remember, I've started to tell you about fifteen things now, and I'll probably close or finish two or three of those stories. But that's what you get. Amen. That's why the pastor's here to come clean up after me. She said, remember that story, Brother Joel didn't finish? Started to tell you, remember, about Pastor Nancy going to minister to places. I've been in services with her where, you know, she, she, she's all tanked up. She's ready to go. She's in the, she, she's got direction from God. And you go in the service and the, and the, 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 the songs that they're, that they're ministering are so light, what I mean light, I just mean light in revelation, and sometimes not even scriptural. Um, we, I was at one church with them. This is so many years ago that I can say this. I was at one church with them, and, and I mean, it was just so... Uh, the, now, the quality of the singing was good. The, the quality, it was a full band, full everything, lights... And ripped. If you haven't know if you got ripped jeans, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a real service. <laughs> Anyhow, but it it was it was ripped jeans and everything. You know, grunge. That's how we know we're Christians now. I mean, not here, but in a lot of places. So they're singing songs about how I'm coming alive. I'm coming alive. I'm coming alive. Well, wait a second. Wait a second. Huh? John chapter 5, verse 24, doesn't it say we've passed from death to life and you're coming alive like almost there? Uh, those of you who participate in worship or in whatever capacity you do, can I share with you something? The highest revelation carries the strongest anointing. 
Say la. Think about that. Quote it. Put it on. Yeah. Share it. That's right. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Tweet it. The highest revelation carries the strongest anointing. And Dr. Dufresne had such a great term along these lines. He said, I like songs that have the voice of redemption. What he means is, I like, he likes songs that carry the revelation of what Christ has already accomplished for us, who we are in him, what's been made available. Now, that doesn't do away with songs that are what we would call vertical in nature, where we're just we're ministering to the Lord, singing to him. But then other songs, when, you, when you're talking about, uh, I, well, for example, I was, uh, I was influenced when I traveled with Brother Hagen. I also, uh, another gentleman traveled with us. His name is uh, Brother Keith Moore. Oh, yeah. Many of you know him. He's, he's got a wonderful ministry today. But we traveled together with Brother Hagen, and he would be used in spiritual songs. And um, he influenced, he, he was an influence in my life just as far as getting up and giving out songs and yeah. things right. like that. Right. And I'm so glad that I had his example. Yeah. Real blessing to me. Yeah. But he has a song, I'm seated with Jesus in heavenly places in Christ. I'm seated with Jesus in heavenly places in Christ. I've been given his power, given his name by his great... Whatever. I, now I forget the rest of it. But anyhow, the revelation in that song, seated with Jesus in heavenly places in Christ. That carries something. That carries a tangibility. It carries something because of the revelation it, it speaks of. That's one of the factors that determines how much anointing is on music. The second Amen. is the life and the revelation of the one leading and participating. That's why we don't just throw anybody up on stage that has natural skill. Guys, I, I'm, we're talking deep, deeper stuff than we usually are able. So that's a compliment really to where you're at, to be able to hear some of these things. Yeah. What you're singing and who's ministering it determines if there's something on it. Yeah. I don't have a particularly wonderful singing voice, in my opinion, and I, say, I feel like my opinion's somewhat informed because I used to produce music projects with singers. I used to rehearse singers every day. That was my job with Brother Hagen. I know what good singers sound like. I don't feel like uh, I can rate myself, you know, pretty, mu pretty high above, any, anywhere above passing. <laughs> and maybe not sometimes that you know what I mean but when I'm singing under the anointing what's coming out carries a, carries a weight carries a strong weight why two factors the, the revelation of what that the song is carrying and the life and anointing that's on the person singing it We want the full variety. We want every, wouldn't it be great if this church was a church where any ministry office can come in and the church knows how to flow with them? Shouldn't it be that way, though? Hmm? 
that's why it's important. Um, and, and, you know, just we, we believe so strong in good faith teaching. You know, we got we to gotta teach faith, teach faith. Yes, we do. I did it for two services here of, yes. of the three that I have. What? No, what? 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 I mean, <laughs> taught faith. But a lot of times you can get in a rut in anything. And you can get so in that flow that you, that you never have an evangelistic flow. Never have a soul winning flow. And, and what's it all about if it's not about that? It's not about reaching out. So we want, I love, I mean, to me, there is nothing more exciting than a good, real, genuine, fire-breathing evangelist. You know what I mean? Someone that just gets up with fire in their belly and just uh, uh, includes other syllables in between their words. You know what I'm talking about? Like, Jesus! (laughs) Hey! I'm I'm talking about one of of those things. Well, see, that, that's, a, that's an office. That's a gifting. There's different flavors of evangelists. I've got friends that stand in that office. I love hearing what they do. All, they, they get, they just, they're so giddy about getting people saved. I, actually, I sit on the board of directors for a, uh, for a couple, dear friends of mine, that have for years gone into India, Pakistan, those, probably those two more than any any and have miracle festivals, miracle crusades. And they, they sent me an update, being on their board, they sent me an update the other day, said, we just found out. We've been going into Pakistan only for, I think, the past nine years, and, and they found out that there are over, gosh, was it over 2,000 churches that have been planted as a result of their ministry that they didn't know about? And each of those churches is a minimum of 250 people. Whoa. And I, I, may, I may be giving you wrong figures, but I know the big figure was, that means, conservatively speaking, as a result just of our crusades, there's over two and a half million people now saved and worshiping God in these churches. He said, I am speechless. That's all they care about. That's all they care about. And matter of fact, the evangelist thinks... That if you're not if, if if you're not just 100% focused on nothing but winning souls, that you're wrong. And it's okay that they think that. And it's okay because we ought to be so passionate about helping other people find the help that found us. That it really ought to be all about that. But we understand that it's not just all about that because then people need to grow, right? People need to serve. Amen. And God wants to move in ways that require skill from everybody. Thank God for the evangelist. Thank God for the apostle. I have friends who stand in the office of an apostle. It is, they can do things. How do they do it? How do they do it? I have a friend that has planted 10 churches out of his church. And I've told him this, and I've said it respectfully, but I've said, Pastor, I could do what you do so much better than you do what you can do. And he said, oh, I know. He said, I don't have the foggiest idea what I'm doing most of the time. But I absolutely do not have the anointing. 
when we plant a church, we do it at the direction of the Lord. But, uh, but if it's not, it's, it's, it's not going to work. Even though I know how to do, the, even though I understand some principles about marketing, and even though I understand some principles about about uh, just other business things, and, and uh, I can do some graphic design, I can do different things that are helpful, uh, internet presence, and all that stuff that they would teach you. I know how to do that. He didn't know how to do any of that. And he he said, "My churches cannot fail." He said, "I could put a dog in the pulpit." And that church would be, it would go. Because of his, because of his office. That's part of his apostolic office. Now, he, he also has, uh, he's also actually a prophet and a pastor slash teacher. But his pastor's office is the weakest of his anointings. So what does he do? He surrounds himself. He has people on staff who carry a greater degree of that office than he does, and they're able to share that. And with that in place, the people aren't shortchanged. They have the full measure of the pastoral office there. But it's not, it's not his pastor's office. Everybody that comes to his church, he pastors one of these churches, these 10. Everybody that comes to his church, it seems like, has a, has a call to fivefold ministry. In the middle of a rural, I mean, more rural than this. In the middle of an area like that, people come and they're just. And so he has a, he actually has a Bible school. And has more people going through that Bible school. Than most other, he could right now, he probably has about 20 pastors ready. 20 people trained with calls. But he hasn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't started a new church in about five or six years. How come? He seeks God. And unless God says do it, he doesn't do it. Uh, he was speaking at a, at a big minister's gathering, and they said, you have ten churches, and they're all thriving. What's the secret to your success? He said, I'm going to tell you. He said, it's so deep, you might want to write this down. He said, I pray. I seek God. I hear from heaven. There you go. And I do what heaven says. Did you get that? I seek God. I hear from heaven. And I do what heaven says. If, if the, I have nothing deeper to share with you tonight. That's as, that's as deep as I know. Because that's exactly what's worked for me. So I said, I was just saying, I have, I have friends that stand in the office of an apostle. I have another friend. I call him a friend. He's, he's either 89 or to turn 90 this year, I think. And he's been so dear to me, almost, almost a father, but we just haven't been uh, that connected for that long. But uh, this man, any famous minister you could name in the last 30 or 40 years, he probably sits on their board of directors and launched them, helped launch them. This man brought Benny Hinn to the United States. That's what I'm talking. That's the caliber, and, and just a pastor, pastor of a of a little church of three thousand people in a town of not many. And now has somebody else pastoring the church. But every this man was in Western New York, where I formerly pastored. 
every full gospel church in that region, and there were a lot of them. There were a whole lot of them. With the exception of mine, because I didn't know where he, he, who he was, I came and started a church in the same town as him. Like in the same town. Because God dealt with us too. And I did not know him. We became very good friends. Uh, most pastors would be threatened by somebody else coming in. You know, somebody coming in younger, what are you going to do? You know? <laughs> I told him, any of your people come to my church, I'm kicking their rear end right back to your church. But anyhow, every, except for us, every full gospel church in that region came out of him. That's the apostle's office. Everything he does is, is not just, and, and you can have a regional apostle, meaning an apostle whose ministry covers a certain part of the country, or a, like, like my other friend who planted all those churches. He's not, he's not throwing churches in every state in the country. Right. He's staying within the region that God has assigned him to at this time. And if God wants to enlarge his, his uh, ministry in that or his apostleship, he can do that, you see. It's amazing. Apostles can do stuff. They're anointed to start things. They're anointed to, to do things. And that, that even though I think I could do it better, not without the anointing, I can't. I could not pastor this church. I couldn't, it just, if pastor, just say, for example, if Pastor Jackie said, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to leave for a year. I've always wanted to see different parts of the world. I'm just going to go on a sabbatical, uh, which is what you did for your first 40 years. You don't, you don't need a sabbatical. (laughs) So if she said she was going to do that and she said, will you pastor the church? Well, if I sought God and he said, yeah, do that while she's gone. Well, then we're okay. But if I just said, well, I know the mechanics. I pastored for 11 years. I know the mechanics of doing that. I could do that. I could do what she does. You would have nothing left when, I got back, when you got back. We have to learn how these offices work. We have to cater to them. Amen. The prophet's office, especially, oh, my goodness, that, Dr. Dufresne stood in that office. What an example he was of somebody uh, drawing out of the Spirit yeah. and, and bringing God's plan and saying things by revelation. Yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah. But that office especially has to be catered to in the service because it's so inspirational. Yeah. Brother Hagen stood in that office, and he, he would get up, and he would, uh, he'd say at different times, um, he'd say, y'all sang the wrong song. Well, <laughs> The Ramus Singers. I was part of the Ramus Singers of that. I was their music director, and they would, they would, you know, do their best to 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 sing the right thing. And he he would get up and and they just sang this song that was just crashing and banging and boom, huge ending. And he he just shuffle over the pulpit and he'd say, uh, you know, the wrong song can really kill a service. And then he'd call on somebody, uh, Brother Keith, you got something that would fit right here. Because he's like, I, 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 I have nothing. I have nothing. So you've got to get in your heart. One of the biggest mistakes, are we okay tonight? Is this okay? One of the biggest mistakes that people make musically is they think they know what that minister or ministry is like. 
and they try to really, they, just, just by their natural knowledge of what that minister is like, they'll do something thinking this is it. Oh, he flows with the Spirit, so we're going to sing some camp meeting style, you know, barn burner type song. Because I saw that minister get real inspired when they sang that once. That was that flow on that day for that minister. I've had it happen because people know that I flow uh, or, or like to or try to flow with the Spirit, you know. And I've had people sing that kind of music for me. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I wish they would just stop. Could they please just stop? Just, just stop. And I said, well, how do you know? The same spirit that has the plan for the service that night, that's anointing the minister, will communicate to whoever's in charge of picking the songs. If they'll be spiritual and if they'll get with God and if they'll check in their heart and learn how to settle in on what's right. Yeah. Yeah. And most of the time I tell folk, if they ask, they don't always ask, but if, so, but if somebody says, well, you know, what kind of stuff do you like? I say, number one, do what you normally do. Yeah. Don't try to do me. Right. Do what you do and keep it in neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Let me explain to you what I mean by keep it in neutral because we don't drive stick shifts anymore. <laughs> but my dad, who, who was... Grew up in the Great Depression. Um, he always drove what we call a stick shift or manual transmission. That's all they had back in the day. But his favorite thing in the world was to save pennies on gasoline. <laughs> My dad would find out that gasoline was cheaper. Uh, actually, we, we lived for, in the summertime. He had a home in Pennsylvania in the mountains. And he found out gas was like seven cents cheaper a gallon in New Jersey. Oh he would drop, yes. He would drive, to, and I'm like, Dad, you're spending more than the 35 cents you're saying, burn, saving, burning gas. Did not care. It, the, what, what is the goal of life? Save money on gas. Not save gas. Save money on gas. So in these mountainous roads in, in uh, northeastern Pennsylvania, there in the, in the mountains, uh, in these mountainous roads, He'd get on the top of a hill, he'd go down, he'd shut off his engine and put it in neutral. No, I'm not. You think I'm joking? I'm not joking. I grew up watching this, and he would teach me as he was doing this. And he would show me how, yeah, now, not turn the key all the way off, just turn the, key, just turn the engine off. Why? What are we saving? Saving gas, saving money on gas. So he thought. But my understanding is it actually takes more gas to restart the engine. But anyhow, he didn't do that. All he, when we get to the bottom, he would see how far he could go, stopping all the traffic behind him, slowing them all down. He's going as far as he can, and then he finally puts it in gear, pops the clutch, and the engine's going again. And we had the great satisfaction that we saved two pennies of gasoline going down that hill but it, you understand that as long as that car was in neutral it could still go and he could still steer it it wasn't in reverse going down the hill it wasn't in first going down the hill neutral what can you do in neutral you can direct it whichever way it needs to go and so when you when you don't know 
just just go to the throne like they was uh, like they were singing the, you know I lift my I lift my voice to you perfect perfect you can't go wrong going to the throne because that's where I that's where I got to get my direction anyhow that's neutral huh just exalting God go to the throne and we can we can step we can step right in hallelujah well didn't plan to say any of that how much time did we take to do it? Look at this. One reason, may I, may I say something to you? One reason I believe that because God talks to me and about the places I'm ministering, and I, I ask him, how can I be uh, the greatest blessing? And is there anything going on that I need to, that I could minister and help with? You know what I mean? I'm not trying to perform, just trying to be a blessing. But I, I, it just seems to me, uh, Pastor, just seems to me, in fact, I'd say I'm convinced of it, that God wants to use this place as uh, not just a, a local church place where people come and, and are blessed. We want that, of course. We want this to grow. But also a sending place for ministry. Sending place. In fact, I guarantee it. And that's why, that's why people come here and maybe, maybe you send some of them off for their initial training, base, boot camp, basic training, get their Bible information at Bible school. But see, I've, I, I've, I try to tell them, because well, I teach out there, and you guys remember, didn't I say, your, train, your testing didn't end when you graduated from Bible school. That, that was training, then testing started. Do you have any tests since you've left Bible school? Oh, good. You're doing it right. But, uh, but people, for example, this couple that, that went, they're coming back, they came back here and they're, they're filling an important role. However, there's progression in the plan of God. And it just wouldn't surprise me. I'm not, I'm not calling anybody to do anything. You understand that? But it just wouldn't surprise me at all if the day comes where God, uh, where God wants them to step out and duplicate what's going on here and Right? In some way, shape, or form. I'm not, <coughs> I'm not saying I don't call people. I'm not the Holy Spirit, right? But, but so what's, what's smart is if, uh, if their efforts here are, there's already uh, four or five other copies of them. You know what I mean? Already trained, already know how to do it. Because pastors, regardless of the fact that God renews their youth, they shouldn't be doing what we would call the work of the ministry. They, they, should, they should be free to oversee, free to hear from God, free to direct. But there should, there should be others who, who grab the vision. They were reading the vision of the church earlier, right? Others who take hold of it and, and prepare themselves and make themselves available. I don't, mean, I don't mean you come in and take over. That's not what we're talking about. You understand you're not really helping somebody unless you're helping them the way they want to be helped. I just, I just look down the center here because I don't want to look in anybody's eyes. But, you know, there's a whole lot of people say, well, this is how I would do it. So I'm going to help. I'm going to help them this way.
If you're going to give to somebody, find out what they like. Find out what they like. I had a guy, he's with the Lord now, so I can talk about him. Former, (laughs) former, (laughs) what? (laughs) Former church member, sweet, sweet guy, really sweet guy. But he said, uh, God dealt with me to, to bless you. Um, and I said, thank you. And he said, and I want to. Do you hear how I said that? Yeah. God dealt with me to bless you. And, and so he picked out what he liked. He said, I want to give you a ring. I want to buy a, a, big, a big ring. I played, especially at that time, I played woodwind instruments. I played, uh, I played keyboards. The, the weight of it yeah. just unbalanced. It's unbalanced. He said, I'm not going to wear it. No, God, no, God dealt with me to bless you, and this is what I want to give. So he gave me a ring. And I turned around and gave it to the first person I saw. If you're gonna if you're gonna help somebody, find out the way they want it done. Then you're really helping. Does that bear witness with you about ascending place? Ascending place. Yeah. Sending, another way to say that, is you're sowing. You're sowing people Amen. out into the kingdom of God. Well, what happens if you sow? Yeah. You don't have anything left, right? No. Huh? You reap. <laughs> you reap. Yes. You, you get more. Yes. Amen. Amen. So keep that if you receive that, if that seems right. Yeah. Yeah. Keep that in your heart and in your mind. Yeah. Amen. That there's, that there's people, they might be here at the moment, but God might be tapping them to do something else. And there need to be, there need to be several others in line that are already trained how to do what we do. And all, not just trained how to do it, but, have, but actually have the heart to do it. And to have the motives that I'm not going to take advantage of somebody. Because, you know, they might, they might think, you know, you might have somebody come along that says, uh, what I said to my friend, I could preach, I could preach, uh, I could do what you do better than you do, which means nothing. And actually, exactly. you can't, yeah. right. you can't. That's not the right heart. No. The right, the right heart. I, let me, let me tell you one reason why God has me traveling and doing meetings with Pastor Nancy Dufresne, because that's an honor. You understand that's a kind of a kind of an honor. I'm so glad she called me and asked if she could do the evening services in my meetings. <laughs> One of the reasons is I am, I am very aware of whose meetings they are, whose ministry it is, and it's my goal not to try to out-preach her. I'm pretty sure I couldn't. But it's not my goal. It's not my goal. My goal is not to outshine her. My goal is not to, sh- you know, uh, show her where she can improve. My goal is to stay back and let her look great. I want her to look great. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a quality of heart that not everybody has. And I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to elevate or exalt myself. I'm just saying God has shown me that, that that's, that's the way I want to be. 
with that. Amen. Amen. It's about making her look good, not making me look good. It's about promoting her ministry, not promoting my ministry. That same, that same heart is what's needed here. Which is why not everybody stays around. Because a lot of folk think, well, you know, I could do this better. I don't like the color of the carpet. I don't like the color of the chairs. I don't like the pipe or what's that? You either. <laughs> it's changing. Okay. It's changing. But regardless, people put their own opinions, their own preferences. And some of them, we talked about this a lot. Some of them even think, well, you know, she, she, she's just an old, not old, older lady. And I, no older lady can speak into my life. Oh, why? Too much wisdom? Too much experience? Too much, too much anointing? Too... The things of God get stronger and stronger over time. People are at their best at their, in their oldest years spiritually. Hallelujah. Praise Him. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. So... Wow, what an interesting evening. What an interesting evening. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't know that we were going to go this direction. I had some, I, I saw some things. and this, These are Altoids, aren't they? Not, any, not like this, the cyanide pills to stop. Okay. Because people do put other things in these little tins, right? Anybody watch Ant-Man? You know what I'm talking about? Okay, you and me, brother. There we go. Anyhow. So, yeah, they are uh, Altoids. Don't worry about it. Praise God. God's something, isn't he? Hallelujah. Let me, uh, let me before we go, those who have uh, what we would call a... Well, before that. Hallelujah. Uh, if you've got uh, something with your back or your neck, your back or your neck, and you want hands laid on you for healing, I have a healing anointing, and I'd be happy to minister to you if that's you. Is, it, is there anybody that, that fits your... Wow, okay, there's quite a number. And we're not forcing you to, but your back and your neck, because I did see that while I was in prayer this, uh, this afternoon, and it just came up. So if you would want to just come up to the front here, be easier than me coming back to every one of you. And there's the fire of God, the anointing of the Lord is in my hands. And it's going to go into you. If you'll receive it, it will go into you. No, I, well, just a couple steps. I think you're good. Like maybe no further than the pulpit here. We're good. Y'all can go over there. Praise the Lord. We got reinforced. I'm sorry, ma'am. I don't follow you, ma'am, but that's all right. Just, just line up there. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Praise Him. We're not praying for you. I want you to listen to me if you can. I'm not praying for you. I'm in the sense I'm not asking God to heal you. He's given me and He's already released to me, which is going to go through me, the healing anointing. All you have to do is receive what he's already given. We're not begging him to do a thing. 
Do you understand that? Does that make some sense to you? Yeah? Okay. As long as well. I just want to be clear on that. <clears throat> just sit, put your hands out like this if you would. Put your hands on. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Master. Hallelujah. Free, 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 free. Hallelujah. Um, freedom, 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 freedom. more than just the back and neck issues, yes? More than just the back and neck, right? What I minister to you will work for all of it. Even, even what's not just physical, but other things. You know what I'm talking about? It'll work for that too. Free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, ma'am. Be free. Be free in Jesus' name. Freedom. 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 Be free. Be free, free, free. Is it the back or the neck? Neither? Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, praise the Lord. Uh, what, what did we what did we call for? Backs and neck. Um, I, I'll lay hands on you if it's something else, but the flow is there for that. So, if uh, did we get everybody? You, sir. Okay. You can go back to your seat if I've ministered to you. Praise the Lord. Oh. Hallelujah. Be free. Be free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No hurry, no hurry, no hurry. Get up when you can, however you can. If not, that's no problem too. <clears throat> Ma'am? You're what? Okay, that's not, well, I'll lay hands on you if you want, but that's not what we're, we're doing right now. You understand? I can still, give me your hands. Give me your hands. Father, thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Bless him. Uh, the, the other thing, uh, again, so important that we, that we flow with God, that we obey his flow. If he, if he deals with me about one thing, and again, I, I think maybe some didn't understand or misunderstood, thought it was just a general line, but if he deals with me about, uh, about, with a minister about one thing, don't come up and jump in the line for something else because what that will do is it will short circuit the flow. It will stop the flow and it could weaken it for that next person in line there that needs to understand that. Dr. Jacobs ministers extensively in some of these areas and, uh, so learn to, learn to flow. 
I want to lay hands on um, you guys or help, those who are called to help here, which I know could be everybody and should be everybody, but I mean you have a you have a special call now uh, to help here. I want you to come and I want to impart to you. Praise the Lord. That's you. I know it's you. I know it's you. I know it's you, Brother John. Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And again, I'm not dictating who could come and who can't come, but I mean, you just you just feel like, like there's something on there. There's, give me your hands. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Oh. Hallelujah. start playing that piano. I didn't know you did that. When you got, you've only been doing that for six months. Oh my Lord. Part, 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 of, part of this is for increase in that. Impartation for increase for that. Ha 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 ha. You'll minister the fire of God through your hands. Through your hands. You'll minister the fire of God through your hands. Ha ha ha. Thank you, Father. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Hallelujah. He's good. He's good. I expect, I expect we can come here, uh, if we're privileged to come back here, I expect there to be a line across of, of all kinds of people. Maybe they're not here in the congregation yet. All kinds of people that have, that have a similar, that have a similar call. Huh? Okay. That's that's all right though. That's all right though. If it's if it's on their heart, Pastor. If it's on their heart to come, come. If it's not, it's okay. But give me your hands. Oh my 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 my. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. Put your hands out in front of you just like this, just like this. Put them down here. Be blessed, be blessed. Be blessed, ma'am. Mm, 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 mm. Renewing your youth too, renewing your youth too. Hallelujah. Oh, bless him. Lift your hands, everyone, and just give God thanks. Thank you, Master. We praise you, we bless you. You're good to us, good to us, good to us, good to us. Hmm. Hallelujah. Y'all, we, we have a job to get done, do we not? Yes. yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. Be blessed. We got a job to do. Hallelujah. And you'll have to stay around for a little while. We got to get this job done. But it'll be light and easy.
blessed, 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 blessed. Pastor, thank you for having me. It's been an honor, and uh, I, I hope I didn't hurt anything. I don't think I did. I think we obeyed God. So we'll turn it back to whoever we're turning it back to for tonight. Thank you, everybody, for, for being so sweet to me. Hallelujah. Wow. Yeah. We'll catch you all next time. Sorry, I got upset. <laughs> but, um, okay, you know, there, there's more. That was more than when you, you have all big hallelujah. You have to realize the depth. Many times I, people don't understand that there is so much more in what someone is saying just because it isn't whoopee-doo. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, I've understood that for a long time. Yeah, and there's there's more offices. He actually did say that if you're in the Ministry of Helps, and some of you didn't come up here. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You 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 know you get an impartation from that. Hallelujah. Well, you know what? Thank you so much for coming. This this was more of a depth and a higher level. And see, sometimes you, you think it, you, we have to do all those other things. This is higher level. And many times when we have stuff here, and there's been times when I, I, you've heard me. I didn't, I didn't know what I was saying. So, you know, you have to appreciate what God is doing. It's not the person at all. It's God. Because you get shocked. I get shocked. What, what sometimes what he does. Yeah. So, amen. Because we're out to go to a higher place, but we're out to, to get the highest that we can and the best that we can. And not just a lower thing from, you know, well, I got born again, I got spirit filled, and that's the end of it, because it's not. And it's so exciting. There's so much more. Yeah. And, and it's very exciting when God uses you. And you can't. There's nothing you could do. Nothing. All you do is yield to him and obey him. And then he'll use you. Because <laughs> he's, he's, turned, he's turned his authority over to us. As you know, he's, he's turned this whole thing over to us. But then when we obey him, then he can help us. That, that's what, obedience to the word of God and living, living life. Okay, some of you don't know. I mean, I, I was like 39 to 40 years old, went to a denominational church all my life and, and didn't, it, you know, <laughs> knew there was more, but I didn't know how to get it. And then my daughter actually witnessed to me. And, and, and then it's, it's real. It's in here. It's not head knowledge. It, just like I said, singing songs. And maybe I shouldn't have jumped up there. I don't know. I'm going to outright ask him if I ruined something when I did that. Because I just can't, you can't just sing that stuff. Sing it out of your heart. Get to a point where you're coming out of here. 
And you mean it with all your heart and soul. It's not just some hymn that you're singing because that's what everybody does before church. And it becomes real to you. And God starts, you can tell, he starts to, to do things with you and use you. And you go, huh? <laughs> you know, you're never, you're never, whoa, look at me. Never. In fact, you get more humble because you go, huh? God would use me? Oh, my gosh. You're kind of shocked, but you know you like it. <laughs> so, amen. He said, you know, just, just pray. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, fill, pray in the Holy Ghost. If you're not, come to another service. We'll get you filled. <laughs> oh, there's hundreds of people that, yeah, in the past have laid hands on that got filled with the Holy Ghost. But, um all right, well, we'll dismiss you. Father, I just thank you that you bless these people, Lord God, and, and you're opening up the eyes of our understanding, leading us to higher places in you, every person, Lord, just to guide them and lead them and that they don't have to panic. They're, they're where they're at is where they're at. But, Lord, I thank you that you showed them how much you love them, Lord, and that you will lead them and guide them as they look into the word of God and say, ooh, I've not been doing this, so I'm going to start doing this. And God, you just pour that anointing on, and, and they begin to see that, that they can do more than they ever thought they knew, Lord, and that the healing power of God becomes present in their body because they are using them, and God gives them the youth of an eagle. I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you and praise you in the precious name of Jesus, Lord. Mm, more and more understanding in Jesus' name for every one of these that came tonight, Lord, that took the time to and came. We praise you. We thank you, Lord God, that you lead us and guide us in the way to go in all that was said tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you. Well, it's hard to dismiss, but you're dismissed. <laughs>